0: This is a story of loss and the life thereafter. This is my story. Losing my mother when I was seven changed everything. For me, my brother, my sister, it changed all of us in development, emotionally, and in many other ways that you might expect. It affected us financially. But what was not expected, what was weird and awful to me, was what happened to me physically, or maybe what didn't happen. From about age 7 to about age 17, I essentially did not grow. I did, of course, older and eventually normalized and grew. I became an attorney, a federal prosecutor, and handled some cases that you've heard of. Those cases were famous or infamous, depending on who you talk with. And maybe for me, I'm the same, famous or infamous, depending on who you talk with. I believe that bad things, big bad things in our life remain as a shadow which follows us. Only when we stop and look back at that shadow and deal with it, can we move on. After all, it's just a shadow. I look forward to having you with me in this series. She was 36 years old. She was my mother. She sat very still in a straight-backed upholstered chair My sister, my brother, and I stood around her feet. My dad stood behind us. My mother's glassy eyes looked not at us, but straight ahead. I guess my dad had encouraged her to have a sip of milk because there was a little thin white seam of milk between her lips as if she couldn't swallow it very well. I remember my dad said, Here's three kids that sure love you. My sister was 14, my brother was 10, and I was 7 years old. That scene uh, lasted no more than a minute, and that's the last time we saw her. My mom died during the night, 30 feet away from where we had just been in their bedroom. Cancer killed her. We as kids, believe it or not, didn't really understand that she was sick. It certainly wasn't hinted to us that she was dying. Back then, uh, for whatever reason, a reason that's no good, uh, parents, adults, did not tell kids big, bad things. Perhaps it was deemed to be too heavy for us, um, too much to take, but we didn't know. We didn't know, and it wasn't until the next morning that my brother and I were brought awake by man and woman coming into the room, <clears throat> it was a neighbor woman and it was a pastor from the church my mom went to and they told us our mother had died. And <clears throat> they didn't know. What I now, now understand, I now know, is that my mother had begun a couple of years before having pain in one of her eyes. Um, a doctor, not a very good one, told my mom and dad it was probably glaucoma. <clears throat> um, it was an eye condition only. But it got worse for her. In fact, <clears throat> the only family vacation that we ever took that I knew about <clears throat> was a ca- when we went to um, Washington, D.C. and New York from Texas. Uh, my dad had a to argue a case at the Court of Claims in Washington. And so we took a family vacation as a part of that work he did. We drove all the way from Texas to Washington and then New York. And my mom, I now know, I remember a little bit about it, but she didn't feel well. And my dad told me later we came back early because of it. Well, she'd been misdiagnosed all that time. It was melanoma. Melanoma. Melanoma which all of us think of as skin cancer, melanoma can form in any pigmented skin. And it formed in my mother's wonderful greenish-blue eyes. And this was before CT scans and before um, diagnostics that we have today. They... um, Didn't know really what was wrong with her, but she was having pain elsewhere and having some major problems. And so they did what they called back then exploratory surgery. That's a horrible term, but that's what it was. They literally couldn't see inside you well enough. X-rays wouldn't do it. And so they did exploratory surgery on my mom. And they opened her up, and it was everywhere cancer metastasized into her lungs or liver, everywhere. And they sewed her up and sent her home. And um, for a few months, my dad and a neighbor lady would take turns giving her morphine shots every four hours because she was in so much pain. And what I told a second ago about the scene in that chair in, in our den of our house was the end game of that. <clears throat> Every little thing about my life changed after that day. Everything. Whatever road I was on or thought I was on, um, I wasn't any longer. I was on a different path. And... You know, big events in our lives. Uh, We remember things. I could rebuild that chair she was in, stick by stick. I could sew every piece of fabric in it. I can feel, I can feel it right now, the thin lattice work on the side of that chair. I can see the print of the upholstery. And that set then a course for the rest of us. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's had something happen in their young life or maybe later in life that has changed their course. I'm not cursed because of this. I'm not special because of it. But it can explain almost everything that happened thereafter. Perhaps knowing this, things that happened because my mother lived and because my mother died, perhaps me telling this to you can help you understand yourself, can look at events, maybe you can look at events in your life, and you can um, maybe find what happened to understand yourself. I think understanding ourselves is as important as anything because we understand ourselves, we can go from there in, in changing, in dealing with and adapting. So for me, it changed everything. Some direct and some indirect, some overt and some very subtle. Some were bizarre. Um, this sounds so strange to say But after that day, I sort of quit growing. Now, I've heard many years later, I talked to a psychiatrist who told me about a syndrome that can exist in children that are traumatized. But when I was seven, I weighed, I think, 50-something pounds. I don't remember exactly. And when I was 14... I weighed 80-something pounds. I was a little, bitty, skinny guy, and I didn't know why. And when everyone else went through puberty, I did not. Year after year, I did not. I did not. And that led to a number of things that happened to me and the way I acted later and the way I uh, saw people and saw girls and women thereafter because I wanted to you know as a kid have a girlfriend and but I look like a little little bitty kid so these different things that existed are part of what changed in me and what and this is the result of this I I long for affection I guess my mom probably was uh, very affectionate to me I remember some of that but not a lot. But my mom uh, was gone, and so I would find myself, you know, sitting on my dad's lap. At whenever <laughs> whenever my dad sat down, I would crawl in his lap. My uh, after a year or so, my grandparents came to live with us to help with us, and I would sit with or next to or on my grandmother constantly. And by the time I was in second or third grade. Uh, fell in love with just about every little girl that I saw. Um, uh, there was a, uh, when I was in college and took a psychology class, there was a film that I saw. Uh, and didn't mean a lot to anyone else in the class, but it stunned me. And it was a study of a rhesus monkey. They took a rhesus monkey, a baby, uh, just just born. They removed it from its mother and they built a replica of a little rhesus monkey, of, a, of an adult rhesus monkey. One was made of wire, but had milk. It had a uh, canister that where the monkey could get milk. The other fake rhesus monkey parent was covered in terry cloth. And the scientists that did this study um well they they found that a the little baby monkey would starve because it would go to the mother or the the likeness of a monkey that was made of terry cloth so it could feel and hug it, and it would not go to the one that provided the nutrition to live and when I saw that when I was eighteen, it just floored me, and I realized. Uh, I knew it was true. I say about the event when we were around my mom as she sat in that chair, I've said since then that my sister, who was 14, got sad. My brother, who was 10, got mad and I was lost. My sister was sad. My sister, when she was 14 years old under the law that existed at that time, got a what's called a hardship license so she could drive a car. In fact, she drove my mother's car starting when she was 14. And she has told me she stayed away from the house as much as she could because it was too sad. My brother, who was a bit of a stinker to begin with and a character, he... Um, he got mad and he rebelled and was mischievous and it went beyond that to where he did whatever he wanted to at school or elsewhere. After about, oh gosh, after he got a year or two past that, he never cut his hair again, still hasn't. He quits growing, thankfully, at some point. But the sorts of things that happen to us in our lives that change our course sometimes we have things that change our course 5 or 10 degrees just a little tack here and there and sometimes we have something that knocks us off our blocks and we live the rest of our lives not by our choosing but because we're alive and we're on a new course there was a uh, a crazy movie years ago called Moulin Rouge and in Moulin Rouge uh, David Bowie uh, sings this awesome song, which was written by this fascinating person who called himself Eden Abbas. That's not his birth name, but it's a name he gave himself. And somewhat like seeing the monkey go to the terry cloth mom, this struck me. At the beginning of Moulin Rouge, David Bowie sings a song by Eden Abbas, and it says, There was a boy, a very strange, enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far, over land and sea. A little child, and sad of eye, but very wise was he. That was me. I was a strange, enchanted boy. That beautiful song is so short it finishes this way. And then one day, one magic day, he passed my way. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me, The greatest thing you'll ever know is just to love and be loved in return. The course it set me on, I would like to tell you, I need to tell you. It affected so many areas and so many decisions I hope maybe it will help us all see where we've been and understand it so we can make the best of being recoursed, redirected, knocked off our blocks. And I look forward to sharing that with you.